0: what's up everybody welcome back to the formula america podcast we're your host Curtin Dillon. and today we're gonna have a little recap or a little final thoughts on the 2023 season uh we got a little bit of news with logan Sargent and his new contract that he got signed and uh maybe a little heroes and zeros for the season during that recap as well
1: yeah was, i want to we want to do a full review of the season but we you know we got to set the mood do a little research have a drink or two and then we'll we'll you know, we're gonna do a happy hour for the full season review. This is gonna be final thoughts, heroes and zeros of the season. You know, but, uh yeah, talk about that, what a bunch of crazy Mercedes
0: was. <laughs> That's its own podcast there too. But yeah, podcast. it was just a lot to remember for for a full season recap. It's such a yeah. long season. But man, overall though, I wasn't too displeased. I thought this was a yeah. good season.
1: No, and you could argue from certain people's point of views, it might have been the greatest season ever. If you're Red Bull and Max Verstappen. Yeah. He broke. You definitely could.
0: Now, I will say record, from, a <laughs> right. from, from a fan's perspective. Right. From a fan's perspective, it was no 2021. No. But I don't think we're ever going to have a 2021 again. And if we do, it won't be for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I- On the other side, though, we're also not going to have a 2023 again, I don't think.
1: No. No, I don't think so either. I mean, the, the list of, of records that Max Verstappen broke is, I mean, some of them have been around since 1952 with Jim Clark. Like, there's a reason they haven't been broken for a while, and uh, it'll be interesting. I don't think anyone's going to break this many in one season.
0: Yeah, it was complete and utter domination. And it's crazy that, you know, Max Verstappen by himself could have won the Constructors' Championship and just I, it's almost like a dream team like all of these powers came together at the perfect time with christian horner and adrian newey and you know to some extent helmet marco max verstappen just like all of these superpowers came together and created this unstoppable beast of a machine and it was i yeah i don't know if we'll ever see this again and even max when he, he was talking about his final lapse in the rb19 and how he's like Almost weirdly getting emotional for a guy that rarely ever shows any emotion. Yeah, but I mean, even he knows like this probably won't be won't happen again. No,
1: not and, and that RB nineteen is insane, but it's also proven and showed under in another very good driver's hand. The championship was wide open all the way to the last race, like in the hands of Max Verstappen, though the car was perfect.
0: Yeah, it. Yeah, and it's. That's one of those, like, rare generational talents. Like, you can kind of think back of these all all these eras in Formula 1, like Lewis Hamilton. for mm-hmm. that, you had a little bit with, yeah, Vettel, Schumacher, down with, like, uh, uh, Ayrton Senna, and just all these, like, big names. And it's like Max Verstappen has solidified his spot right next to these people. Yeah. And just, like, the things he was doing. It, it's almost like watching Senna when you watch old races with Senna. And like the way he puts the car perfectly where it needs to be every time. And then you got Max out here doing the same thing right now. It, it's wild. It's impressive to watch. Even if you're not a Max Verstappen fan, you have to respect what he's done and what he's accomplished with that car.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, he most laps ever led, most consecutive laps led, most race wins in a season, consecutive race wins, uh, percentage of points possible to win, like largest gap to second place. Um, most percentage of total laps led in a season. That was the Jim Clark one that he broke. Um, I mean, the list just goes on and on for, for what he's done. It's insane.
0: So, and then on the other side of that, we've got other teams that just cannot get their crap together. Should we, we get into our at,
1: zeros? <laughs> you know what? Let's go
0: ahead and get into our zeros because, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that some of our heroes and zeros are likely going to align here.
1: Yeah, I think so. So should to your point that you're just getting to, shall we talk about Haas?
0: Let's talk about Haas. Cause we all know that's where it was going. That's
1: exactly where it was going,
0: <laughs> man. I just, I i don't, I've said it before. I don't understand this whole Haas money pit that Gene Haas has here, man. P10 in the constructors with 12 points their best finish of the year was Nico Hokenberg in Austria during the sprint when he got P6. He then we had uh what happened here? Oh no. Yeah, P6 in the sprint. Aust- Australia they got 6 points, which was their best finish as a team. It's just it's wild, man. This team did not do much at all all no. season. And it's been a while too. I don't I like I said I don't get it. It's just
1: a money pit to me. It and there doesn't appear to be the amount of development they need to have any hope it's not like you know even if you we look at alfa romeo which i didn't put them on my zeros list they're very closely aligned with haas and just doing absolutely nothing they've got audi coming in they're backed by sauber it's like yeah they're gonna get out of the back markers at some point might take till 2026 but they'll get out of there i don't see any future for haas great
0: no not at all it's yeah I don't see it. I, I don't understand. Even this year, like they kept talking about this big upgrade package they're going to bring and the upgrade made them go slower.
1: Yeah, it brought it so to Austin like, and it, did nothing.
0: Worse. The only, yeah. Right. The only good thing out of that is the, the comedic relief that comes from Gunther Steiner. Other than that, the whole team is just terrible. I don't even think he's a good team principal. No. He's just funny. <laughs> he's, he's, he has funny like sayings and all these little points and drive to survive.
1: Then he's got his book. Survive yeah.
0: to drive, or isn't that I mean, what he is? The protagonist like
1: of drive to survive, like it's <laughs> that's why everyone knows him. I couldn't tell you one thing about the Alfa Romeo team principle, and that's because he's not <laughs> it's irrelevant. Like, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, it, it's I don't know what's going on with Haas over there. Awful season for them. I think it was a com. what were the final, final points of 12? Yeah, 12, 12 points. points. Yep. Season and that is split. Let me scroll, keep scrolling, scrolling. There we are. Nico Hockenborg got nine. Kevin Magnuson got three. Oof. Yeah, not looking good for K Mag. No, not that those. The only person that got less points than K Mag is Liam Lawson and Logan Sargent. Ooh. And uh Nick
0: DeVries, don't forget about I, him. he
1: is there, or was it Paul DeVries? I don't remember uh <laughs> oh yeah,
0: <laughs> the last broadcast <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh man,
1: yeah, just zero for the season,
0: all right, well, I would use that as a segue to my next zero, Nick DeVries <laughs> his yeah. high, his best finish was a p twelve in Monaco, but we all remember what happened in Monaco. It rained, people were crashing out left and right, that's when. Uh, Lance Stroll just pinballed it around the entire course pretty much. And Nick weaseled his way up into P12 for that one. And then only lasted 10 total races before Helmet Marco pulled the plug and took him out and brought Danny up. Yeah, uh, man. What a from from the preseason hopes that we had for Nick to the just crash and burn that that became. And it, it was sad. It was sad to see. I feel bad for him, but man. That was not I don't good.
1: feel that bad for him. He was a little cocky coming into it, and then he got his teeth kicked in. Like uh it's definitely did. but this is that's the name erased it, and he definitely did not put the laps together to deserve.
0: It. Yeah. So he uh he sits in my second zero spot. What about you? Alpine. Ooh.
1: Calling yeah. uh I'm calling Alpine out to go from P four in the constructors last year. The 173 points to p6 with 120 this year um they have gone backwards the engine is underpowered the you know fired the entire head shed of the team <laughs> you got the drivers hating each other like huge step backwards for alpine they were irrelevant except for comedic relief almost the entire season <laughs> Life. what
0: a what a toxic work environment that must be you got the drivers don't like each other the board fired half of the other people it's just bad and if you remember back to our uh pre testing uh review episode you came out strong and you're like i think alpine sandbagging i think they're gonna be fast I think they were they not sandbagging it. no they were p4 <laughs> last year i
1: was like you just take a small step forward you're doing pretty good No, it turns out you took a big step back
0: all right so do you think, looking back at this past season, if you were Pierre Gasly, are you happy with the move or do you think you made a mistake?
1: You made a mistake. Oof.
0: You made a mistake.
1: I'm not saying that Alpha Tower was a whole lot better. It only got 25 points. Yo, Alpine at least got 120. But I, the Alpha Tauri is trending in the right direction.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and for me, I'm looking at it from a, a work environment standpoint. I, I don't... Unless uh, Ocon leaves that team soon, I think that Pierre Gasly. Might I don't be think looking it's going to happen.
1: I think Ocon knows it's his only place to be right now. Yeah, I don't think he there's anywhere else for him to go. So, all
0: okay. right, well, my my third zero, and once I say who it is, I know you'll you'll understand why my third zero is also a hero. And for me, McLaren. it's going to be McLaren. It, no, no, <laughs> Oh! McLaren. No, not McLaren. <laughs> I'm trying to leave him out of here for, for the time being. I'm going to go with McLaren, man. So McLaren for the first eight races was complete trash. They showed P-10. up in exactly. They kind of came out after testing and admitted that, you know, we missed the mark. You know, this car is not going to be fast. We all thought that maybe, yeah, they're, they're just saying that they were true. It was, it was a true statement. That car was complete dog shit when it came out. And for the first eight races, I want to say Lando was able to get it up to a P six at some point somehow. I don't know how, Um, but that car was trash. Yeah. But then when they shown up to Austria, Lando put it in P four and then P two in great Britain. And from then on, they were just on it. So the first eight races, McLaren only scored 17 points. The last races of the season, they scored 285, which averaged out to the first eight races, 2.12 points per race. And the last races they got after Austria, they got 20 points on average per
1: race. Yeah, he so, went Bahrain. What a turnaround. 17th, Saudi 17th. In Australia, he threw it up into sixth. Baku, but we they got also ninth, Miami seventeen, Monaco nine, Spain seventeen, Canada thirteen, yep. yeah.
0: But oh, with that Australia one, that one deserves an asterisk because we all remember the carnage that happened at the end of that. So yeah, if it wasn't for that, he wouldn't have been up in P six. But man, what a turnaround! I'm so proud of those guys for for realizing the issue and fixing it instead of Mercedes, you know. And they actually did something about it in in you know fast order as well too. So yeah. They're a, a zero for me, but they turned it
1: around and made it to a hero. As I well. think that's fair. I've got, I haven't decided who my last zero is going to be. And honestly, the two that I wrote down were Logan Sargent and, and Charles Leclerc.
0: Oh um, no. You got those two fighting against each other.
1: I mean, the, I think <laughs> Logan Sargent's a pretty obvious one. I really don't think that he should have gotten another year. And I hate to say it. because I want the guy to be successful. Uh, I, I like having the U S flag up there. I want, that i just don't i don't think it's him i don't i mean he got one point because two cars got uh dq'd (laughs) like it wasn't i know it's supposed to be a quote-unquote development year but like come on It, it was it was bad um
0: yeah he's got uh he's got some some proving wrong to do next year
1: if he wants to stay in that seat he does and i mean let's like Race position twelfth sixteenth DNF sixteenth twentieth eighteenth twentieth DNF thirteenth eleventh DNF seventeenth DNF thirteenth fourteenth DNF DNF ten DNF eleventh sixteenth sixteenth like dude Oh man um
0: yeah not a stellar record for Mr. Sargent there by any means
1: and so he's the main one. Uh, Leclerc I wanted to throw on there, not for any fault, honestly, of his own, but just the amount of times we said you cannot reach you said he's gotta have found rock bottom a half a dozen times, dozen times, <laughs> like and the yes. dude just kept hitting new lows. Like I, I don't some of it's his fault, some of it's his fault. Not all of it though, and that's why it's like an asterisk of like, I don't want to say he sucks in the same way that Haas and Alpine do. It's just like he just gotta be the most unlucky driver on the field. <laughs> I was looking
0: back at it and it was the Austrian Grand Prix, which was race eight, I believe, when I said for the first time, I think Leclerc's hit rock bottom. I think it's all it's all uphill from here. <laughs> no. You it weren't even, not, close. Yeah, not <laughs> you're on,
1: even close. Not even close. You're on the oceanic shelf. You hadn't even dropped off yet. <laughs>
0: oh, it went it went down so far from that point. I I honestly do feel so bad for him. And I've like I've been watching a lot of old videos and things for Charles Leclerc lately. I'm becoming a fan. I want to see him do good. I think it's one of those where like you almost watch the commercials where it's like the abused dogs and they're sitting there shaking and their Tara bones McGawkin. are sticking out. Yeah. Like you want to adopt it and bring it home and feed it, and nurture it back to health. That's how I feel with Charlotte Claire. <laughs> I just want to adopt him and give him some warm soup and tell him it'll be okay. It's
1: going to be okay. But.
0: <laughs> All right. So you got, a, a i guess, a tie between yeah. Charlotte Claire and Logan Sargent. Yeah. All right. What about your heroes? What's your first hero?
1: Max Verstappen and Red Bull. Has to be. Has to be. There's. Love them, hate them. I don't care. They put together a season that probably will never be touched again.
0: Yep. For sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad we got to witness it. I think like most, almost everybody, I hope to see some more competition next year. Yep. But man, this is going to be one of those that, but you know, for years and years to come, we're going to look back at.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Bet you, is that your first one too? Yeah, I had the same one. My second one, Oscar Piastri, man. Oh, nice. We said in the beginning it was for who's going to be the rookie of the year. It was Oscars to lose, And man, he won it in spade, won a sprint race, um, finished on the podium. No, he never got on the podium officially, but P4, I think, was his best finish. Um, just phenomenal race from him. You know, Lando's definitely beating him out right now as a driver on race pace. I think that's largely um, experience. I think that as Oscar gets more comfortable, more experienced under his belt, he's going to be a force to be reckoned
0: with. Yeah, it's it's wild looking at the first part of the season when McLaren wasn't doing so good. Everybody's like, oh, you know, Oscar, you know, they they put an asterisk next to it because the whole team wasn't doing good, but he kind of overshadowed Oscar. As soon as that car started doing good, when they showed up to, to Great Britain and he's right up there at the front with them, everybody's like, oh, watch out. Oscar might be a force to be reckoned with, and he sure is. Once he works on that tire management issue that he has, then he's definitely going to be a problem for, you know, a lot of the front runners. Yeah. What about you? Uh, My second one is going to be Williams, man. Yeah. I have legitimately become a Williams fan two years ago. I would have seen that as being unfathomable, but James Val, James Val is my favorite. He's by far my favorite team principal right now. Um, his Val's verdict that he started doing uh, after the races where he gives like a debrief, the way that he involves the fan base and all that, I think is incredible. His uh, He's so well I think it's,
1: spoken too. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That in his cadence, it just it it calms you and it rest it reassures you that everything's going to be OK. Um, and just that whole team, man, they put together a car that was actually competitive uh, in a lot of tracks and was very fast in a lot of tracks. And, you know, they did well. This is their first or their best finish in the Constructors since 2017. And so I see that Williams name, you know, rising back up to the top and, and re- reclaiming some of that former glory at some point.
1: I couldn't agree more.
0: And, and uh, last, Logan Sargent just needs to get it together. <laughs> he's, he's
1: got it. I think Albon did a phenomenal job, but uh, yeah, Logie Bear there yeah. was not. My last one. Yeah. What about got, you? What's uh, your next one? Fernando Alonso, dude. What? <laughs> yes. What a hero of the season! Like for that first race, which I called him on the podium in that first race. I have the text messages. Um, <laughs> He's been so fun to watch. His fatherly love of Lance, which I think is a total <laughs> political ploy, but he is playing it beautifully. Um, he's so much fun to watch. Like I've got nothing but good things to be the oldest and most experienced guy in in racing and uh, to be doing what he's doing and, and seem to have a few years left in him still, I I think it's just awesome. And I think it also has rippled down second, third order effects of saying, Hey, you know, Lewis Hamilton and Danny Rick aren't that old. They got true time left. Look at Fernando. Look at Kimmy. Like I I just, it's been awesome to watch him.
0: The thing that I've really enjoyed watching is how Fernando has gone from being the villain to be. We've seen this before, right? Look at uh, Michael Schumacher a little bit, yeah. Sebastian Vettel, Sebastian Lewis Hamilton, Vettel,
1: big time,
0: exactly, right? But, but Fernando Alonso had this reputation of being a, a terrible person to work with, a well-earned
1: reputation.
0: Very much so. He definitely <laughs> earned it. Very loose, like he would say whatever he's feeling at the time. A lot of times, just to get under your skin. And this year he has become like almost like the teddy bear. This like it's it's there was rumors he was dating Taylor Swift. <laughs> like there's, <laughs> there's memes of him just sniffing flowers in, in the press and stuff like that. Like he is gone and he's like now like, I don't know, like this, this lovable character for Formula One. And I'm, I'm happy to see that. And I want to see him get at least one more victory. I, I want, want victory. to see. I want that 33rd win for Fernando Alonso for sure. So but yeah, I, I agree watched, with you on that one.
1: I watched this thing on Instagram where this dude actually took the time to do the math. And if Max Verstappen was not in this season whatsoever, you know, if you just removed him out and moved everyone up, who would have won the Drivers' Championship? And it's Checo would have won it. But in Monaco, Alonso would have been leading the Drivers' Championship. Huh. He would have led it for like three or four there's something like we'd have had six different big, uh six different winners this year across seven different or five different uh, uh constructors Alonzo would have won like three races he would have led the drivers championship for a while like but that would have been pretty cool it sounds like it would have been no, a really, really cool season
0: Think of how many potential world champions we could have right now. If, if Max it wasn't was for Max. <laughs> Ruining complete luck of the draw. You just happen to be born at the same time as this freak of nature. And so you have no chance. But man, yeah, yeah that's that's crazy to think of. Hopefully soon. Hopefully in the next couple of years. I think next year is going to be interesting. That's another thing. This is the first year. Well, this season going into next season is the first winter break where we're going to have zero driver changes. And throughout any of the teams, and then after next year, we've already talked about how many changes Silly. there are because we've got what like two thirds of the grid. Yeah, thirteen drivers <laughs> yeah.
1: contracts up next year.
0: Next <laughs> year is going to be wild, but I'm so excited to see how the teams have started to close that gap with Red Bull. Yeah, they have. Granted, Red Bull's already said that they stopped developing their car because they didn't need to. They so stopped that developing would, you know, their car. Believe their,
1: in about uh, Bahrain, maybe Saudi.
0: yeah so i mean it's like these you gotta think take it with a grain of salt right they they've closed the gap but also red bull hasn't been developing but i can't wait to see how everybody comes out next year and how it shakes out because i think some of these teams are going to be fast you've got toto already coming out and saying that their car is a almost completely new car almost every component on that car is going to be changed which is good i'm glad to hear that because none of that crap the past two seasons is working yeah and then you got McLaren, who is probably, I'm hoping, is going to be out there fighting at the top. And then and Aston looks Martin. like Red, uh, Ferrari's getting their crap together. Aston Martin, too, yeah. Man, there's, it's going to be exciting next year. But watch it do the same thing. Everybody comes out super slow, and Red Bull's a mile ahead of everybody yeah.
1: else. Preseason testing is going to be so hard. <laughs> so hard to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, so who's your last, uh, who's your last hero?
0: So my last one was actually McLaren, which was my first one. So I had McLaren, Red Bull, and Williams. So McLaren was both for me. But I definitely agree with you. I think Fernando Alonso deserves that spot as well.
1: Um, And McLaren's such a... I wish Mercedes would take a a card out of what they did. Said, hey, we built a crap car. I'm not going to complain and cry about it. Give us some time. We're going to fix it. And then, boy, did they fix it. Uh, I thought that was a phenomenal way to handle it and honestly, like made it so much more fun to watch.
0: Yeah. And that gave me so much more respect for that team because there's a a couple podcasts at the beginning of the season where I was very critical about the whole Zach Brown situation. I said that he needs to basically butt out of it and let the team principal run the the team, which he did. Um, But you know what? He did. Yes, he did. The team principal got a lot more responsibility. Everything turned around. I have so much more respect for the the top brass of that team now. Just the whole team in
1: general. And when they do awesome, I got to say, I do love watching Zach Brown's middle-aged dad bod running through the garage, (laughs) high-fiving and hugging everyone. That shit is hilarious.
0: You know that crap hurts. He is not a small man. (laughs) and He's putting every bit of
1: his energy into that. (laughs) But, I mean, man, what a season overall. I can't wait to do, like, the full review with you. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Congrats to Max and Red Bull on the damn near perfect season. Would have been if it wasn't for Carlos Sainz. (laughs) Um, It would have been
0: if it wasn't for them. That was Red Bull's fault right there. Yeah, Carlos was just there to to seize the day.
1: But, uh, yeah, and Haas, Alpine, Logan, uh, McLaren. Well, McLaren already picked their shit up. But the rest of you guys, you got to pick that shit up. Yeah. alpha Tauri, i hope they come out next year with the rb19 i hope it's yeah. like just rolled out when they do the del- delivery it's just if they literally just roll out max's rb19 ta-da, that would be funny <laughs> and everybody in the garage would go ah oh, shit <laughs> oh no <laughs> but uh are they not even going to be alpha Tauri next year well i've heard they're racing bulls as the current leader
0: there's there's been so many rumors over the past it was supposed to be adidas at one point it was supposed to be hugo Hugo boss at one point racing bulls now i don't we'll see i i don't know i guess they're just going to make us wait until the uh the delivery unveiling
1: well kurt how many days do we have left
0: oh i I don't have my count i want to say it is mm, i don't know 80 something days let's uh make a note figure that out
1: how many days until formula one 2024 uh, oh,
0: here we go. F one countdown. The website. Lightsout.com. <laughs> All right. We have eighty-six days until the until lights out in Bahrain. So I'm excited for that. Even <laughs> testing at this point, I'm excited for.
1: But yeah, it's coming absolutely. up. Absolutely. You know, February until 28th. then we'll survive by watching Florida State not go to the college football playoffs and then get stomped by OSU.
0: You shut your mouth. <laughs> this is I, this is a, this is a robbery, Dylan. I wanted to call nine one one yesterday and report a crime. <laughs> it, it seriously ruined my day. I, I woke up. I was so excited to watch this. And it, it legitimately ruined my day. All right. Well, if you like this podcast, make sure you leave us a rating and a review. We will be back every Monday, unless something pressing comes out, and then we'll release a special episode. Uh, But we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you guys. So make sure you stay with us and share this podcast with a friend if you can. And I think that's going to be it for this one, Dylan. So on that note,
1: stay classy, America.
0: We'll see you next time.